It's often hard for international researchers, especially early to mid-career, to engage with the national media in the Netherlands. This is mostly due, I think, to lack of contacts and to the fact that Dutch journalists tend to mostly contact Dutch researchers so as to avoid potential language barriers to begin with, which makes a lot of sense, of course. But this also makes it difficult or sometimes nearly impossible for international scholars and researchers to share their work with the Dutch public. Welcome to Open Science Bites, the open science podcast of the University of Groningen, highlighting best practices and challenges academics experience when being open in their teaching and research. This episode will focus on public engagement. Public engagement stands for social and public involvement. It describes the many ways in which the activities and benefits of higher education and research can be shared with a wide audience. Think of it as a meaningful dialogue between the public and science. My name is Alberto Godioli and I'm an associate professor in European culture and literature here at the University of Groningen. And I am currently the principal investigator of a research project funded by the NWO called Humor in Court. What does being an open academic mean to you? And what motivated you to engage in public engagement? First of all, on a general level, I think it's just vital for academics and researchers uh, at large to open up to the general public and to work towards a relationship of trust and transparency with the public. This is, I think, especially important uh, in times when misinformation and skepticism towards expertise are on the rise and um, and times in which extreme opinions uh, about general societal issues tend to prevail over nuance and accuracy. Um, I think some additional motivations for public engagement in particular come from the specific topic of our research, uh, which is humor and freedom of expression. So in other words, we analyze what courts of law do when they deal with jokes, memes or cartoons in the context of free speech jurisprudence. And this is a theme that comes with a lot of potential, but also with big responsibilities, let's say, for public engagement, as most people can relate to these topics. Could you please describe your example of public engagement and why you developed the project? I am currently working and we are working as a team on more of a cluster of interrelated public engagement initiatives rather than one single initiative. And they are all part of this Humor in Court project that I, that I am coordinating Number one, first of all, in 2022, we created a website called uh, Forum for Humor and the Law, uh, www.forum.org. So like forum, but with an H in the middle, for whom. And the website features a blog with with, uh, accessible analysis of recent cases, as well as an open database uh, with um, all the humor-related legal cases we can find from all over the world. And this is meant as a resource for the general public on the one hand, but also for lawyers or judges uh, who are looking for precedents and parallels for a case they might be working on. The second initiative is a policy-oriented toolkit for judges, but also for social media content moderators, featuring ideally some workable guidelines on how to deal with humor in free speech jurisprudence and online moderation as well. 
Lastly, uh, last but not least, the third initiative I'd like to mention is a traveling exhibition on cartoons and the law, which will tell the story of this complicated relationship between cartooning, censorship and law courts from the 18th century to the present. This is also something we are working on at the moment, thanks to some extra funding that we received from the University of Groningen, and it should be launched in spring 2025. did you encounter? So, um, with regard to engaging with societal stakeholders, the main challenge was, and still is uh, to some extent, that of finding a common language. Uh, so, in other words, finding a way to translate our research findings into concrete and workable policy points. This is vital, for example, when it comes to our toolkit project which aims to provide clear guidelines um, that can be used by judges in specific legal cases concerning humor and jokes. And in this sense, co-design and co-creation, again, are of the essence here. And so we are really trying to involve our partners in every step of the process, uh, rather than just uh, in the stage of dissemination, let's say. Secondly, uh, with regard to engaging with the general public, I would say the main obstacle uh, for for us and for me uh, is that um, humor, free speech and the limits of freedom of expression are clearly highly sensitive topics. So um, our research in that sense is often or always under risk potentially of being distorted, simplified or instrumentalized or politicized, let's say. Uh, So... A couple of years ago, for example, a journalist from the Telegraph uh, wrote a column that was based on a complete misrepresentation of our project, uh, which led to a long stream of online attacks and insults and threats and so on. So I guess that in these cases, the best thing that we can do is to uh, keep calm, uh, share links to actual sources, make our research open and accessible in such a way that the readers can decide for themselves Um, and try and engage in a constructive dialogue with with those who are willing to do so. What kind of support did you get? Or what support would you have liked to get at the university? We have received excellent support, I would say, from the University of Groningen. The seed fund from the Open Science Programme is a great way to kickstart a public engagement project. Most of the time you don't really need, I think, a huge amount of money to achieve your goals. In terms of public engagement, uh, it's more important to to start with a good idea and then have some starting budget. Uh, And I also received, and we also received as a team, some great help from the science communication team at the Faculty of Arts. And as for support that I would like to receive, uh, the main pending issue, in my view, or at least as far as my own experience is concerned, is that it's often hard for international researchers, especially early to mid-career, to engage with the national media in the Netherlands. Uh, so some, some, some help in that respect would definitely be useful. And this is mostly due, I think, to lack of contacts and to the fact that Dutch journalists tend to mostly contact Dutch researchers uh, so as to avoid potential language barriers to begin with, which makes a lot of sense, of course. But this also makes it difficult 
or sometimes nearly impossible for international scholars and researchers to share their work with the Dutch public, which is a pity, I think. And as a result of that, many of us international researchers live in a bit of a limbo in terms of media engagement, as we aren't really in the radar of the Dutch media, but we don't necessarily have contacts with our respective national media either because we have been working abroad for too long. Uh, so this is an area where some improvements could be made, perhaps, and some additional support would be very welcome, in my opinion, and could really make a difference. Yeah. How did your target group react? For example, have you ever received any responses from judges? When it comes to our website and the database of legal cases, we received uh, quite a few expressions of interest and useful comments from our key stakeholders, that really the, the uh, target specialized audience, let's say, such as judges and free speech organizations. We also organized many events which were open to the general public. And in those cases, too, we had some fruitful debates which really helped us uh, shape the scope and priorities of the project. Do you have any tips for colleagues who want to get started in public engagement? To me, it remains uh, the most important thing to keep in mind, and that is to always think of public engagement as a two-way street. So not only engaging uh, with the public or with societal partners as a way to disseminate your research after the research is done, but to really think of public engagement as something that can also shape and enrich your own research and your own research plan. So it's a bit of a feedback loop. And my other tip is to always seize the opportunity to discuss your research with non-specialists, as this really helps in terms of thinking outside the box, uh, trying to put your thoughts in order and identifying new ways in which your research can contribute to broader societal debates. This was Open Science Bites, the open science podcast of the University of Groningen. Thank you very much for listening. Join us for our next episode on public engagement with Stefano Bertorini from Campus Friesland. Open Science Bytes is produced by the University of Groningen Library with technical support of Wim Brons. <laughs>